conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. As always, we want to give a huge shout out to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and 24 other podcasts all in the how to be a better person space for the most part. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, NLPS. As always, before we jump into this episode, this episode number 43 is on overcoming helplessness in your relationship. We've got some good stuff for you today. Uh, Sweetheart, as always, ladies first, what is your intention? My intention is for our listeners, our community members, those who might be struggling with helplessness, feeling like you've maybe tried and tried again and you don't know what to do, you're at wit's end, or maybe you know that you're on that trajectory. My intention is to help our listeners feel 1% better by learning how to overcome in this short episode helplessness in their relationship. Perfect. Okay. So I had a client early on and this was actually a a business solutions client, but we do health, wealth, and love. I'm always talking about how interconnected that is. If your relationship at home is suffering, your business is going to suffer. And so we were talking about her relationship, her marriage, and she was really having a hard time. And early in the marriage, they found out that he had cheated on her. Mm -hmm. I'll keep this anonymous, of course. And so she was really struggling with that. And then eventually he had gone to find out that he is addicted to sex and porn. Mm -hmm. And a sex addiction plus a porn addiction in a relationship is, particularly a monogamous relationship, is, you know, unfathomable to most people. So this person endured, this person was there and wanted to help their partner and support their partner get better and get over this and become transformed Mm -hmm. but eventually it didn't change it didn't change it didn't change she's feeling helpless at this stage she doesn't want to break up her family Mm -hmm. doomed if you do doomed if you don't situation like she has several kids with this person and she thinks this person's a good father in some ways but obviously not a great partner yeah and so she's tried for years to support him through therapy and all this kind of stuff and eventually it happened again and again and again and my advice was honestly at this stage it's important for you to get a divorce. And that's my advice. I'm going to honor your choice no matter what you do. But from my perspective, as your guide, as your coach, you should file for divorce in my opinion. So she ended up doing that, which is awesome. And now she's flourishing in a whole new light, which which is is so cool Mm because she got unstuck now, which is great. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about in this episode, which is that that's an extreme version of helplessness. I mean, I can't even imagine genuinely that's, that's an extreme version of helplessness, which is why I thought of that story when we came up with this episode of overcoming helplessness in your relationship. Yeah. Because for so many years, she felt helpless. She felt like there's nothing she could do. She had this dream of having a magnificent marriage and she just could not manifest that because it takes two to tango. Yes. And so uh, we want to get into that a little bit more 
in terms of why she felt so helpless, mm-hmm. why this wasn't working, and then what do you do when you feel helpless in your relationship? So think about you, your relationship, your past relationships, your current relationship. Where was a time where you felt helpless? And we're going to unpack uh, why you've probably felt that way and like progress was not being made. Yeah. And in that relationship, but I, with that, obviously, it's a unique case scenario, but I think that it hits on a lot of the relationship um, biggest fears, you know, um, because there's infidelity in that relationship too. And there was a former agreement when they got into the marriage that they would be their only partner and they would be monogamous and they would be like have the standards in their relationship to which why in the first place they got married right so all of that were the standards that this your client was bringing into the relationship the expectations that were kind of set up and i think that all of us have these expectations i.e standards that we have whether we want to or not that we bring into a relationship and as a result contingent upon the behavior that is happening within our relationship that helps us to indicate whether we're on the right path of what we want in and out of and to contribute to a relationship or not and so this was happening in many ways just like it happens like whether it be infidelity whether it be um you know finances or whether it be like someone in the relationship is doing something or is struggling with something and you as the partner feel completely helpless to help them. Number one is because oftentimes what is happening is that the partner that is continuing a behavior that is rendering you feeling helplessness is because their ego is there and they don't have the humility to actually change, transform or evolve in a certain way. And the ego is there because likely it's a protector covering up some sort of behavior change, which gives them an immense degree of anxiety because they have to change. There's, there's contingencies. If they don't change, then what? And when you're in the relationship and you're in the situation where your partner is not changing to that, which you initially agreed to, and you're sitting there and you're saying to this this client, she in many ways was kind of giving away parts of herself, re-traumatizing, having to go through and work through a script of I'm probably I don't feel good enough for this relationship. My partner doesn't value me. They say they do, but yet their their behavior is very different. Right. And it's just like any scenario. The partner says that they want to get better for us, but yet the behavior doesn't match that. And when there's a dissonance, when when there's a disconnect between actions and words or intentions, you really got to look at that because that if you just continuously to believe in the words, but not have standards around the action because the ego just wants to string a beautiful story together that you want to believe in, that's where it gets challenging. So this ego is at, you know, at the starting point going to be the challenge that I think that overcoming helplessness, it's understanding, number one, that the ego is there. And if that ego does not drop, if that protector does not drop to actually have the action work in alignment with whatever the words are or intentions, I think that that's going to be huge for people. Because the reason ultimately underneath this is you as the partner that's feeling helplessness, you cannot do what your partner needs to do for themselves. You cannot change their behavior, but you can influence them. What you can do is you can lead by example to babe, your client, right? She led by example in many different ways. She led by example of saying, this is what my standards are. This is what I believe I want in my relationship. And 
I'm not willing to sacrifice that. She actually came to you and I and did a relationship talks and Mm -hmm. she wanted eventually her partner to do that as well. And he was willing for a little while and then unwilling and that, this, that, and the other thing. So she has a coach, she's doing the work, she's monogamous, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's doing the work on herself, but her partner was not. And I've seen this so many times and I just want to make this as clear and simple as possible for everybody. When Emilia says standards, what she's really saying is, uh, I know you did an episode with Bianca early on in the uh, Evolve Ventures podcast about relationship standards. Yes, There's musts, must nots and negotiables. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a must is must be growth oriented. A must not is must not smoke cigarettes. And a negotiable is... He may or may not wash his hands too often. Just saying. <laughs> That's something that I do. I love clean hands. Uh, <laughs> I knew you'd laugh at that. That's good. All right. So you have these standards that you go into a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And if someone else tramples on your standards, do you slowly let that erode your standards or do they level up? Mm. And that's the conundrum. That's the question. And this is true on the NLU team, the Evolve team, in business, in life, in friendships, in intimate relationships. We all have these unwritten rules or guidelines for what we expect from each other and from ourselves in a relationship. And I tell Emilia this all the time. I say, sweetheart, there's a big difference between I want to uh, support you and I am actually capable of it. Yeah. So it takes a very empowered, strong, confident man who's humble, vulnerable, and courageous to be with a woman like Emilia, mm. to not get jealous, to not get insecure. But you can't just jump to that level no. suddenly. And so one of the reasons why I'm so secure in my relationship is because I know what it takes to be with a woman like Emilia and I know no other guy's going to be able to do it. Perfect. <laughs> but my point to all of this is she doesn't let her standards. So let's say I came home smoking cigarettes suddenly. Emilia, that would, I know, right? She just got triggered right there. Emilia would not lower her standards. She would work with me, hopefully, uh, to to overcome this new addiction or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? And, and if there has to be a line though, if I say I'm going to change, say I'm going to change, say I'm going to change. Right. And then three weeks, three months, three years down the road, I'm still puffing the magic dragon. I'm joking. Yeah. But like, then obviously she has to cut the cord. She has to have standards. She has to go near the red button. And this is the last piece, which I know you want to talk about, which is conditional support. Mm. So you can support me in my growth journey, but it has to be conditional, at least to some extent of like, listen, I can't be with someone forever who smokes. It's gross. Your teeth are yellow. Yeah. I can't kiss you like I used to. All that kind of stuff because it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, please go wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here, here's for, for those of you that really want to wrap feel this wrapped right Uh, help to understand kind of really what we're saying the through line in this like overcoming helplessness in your relationship to use that example babe if you were to come home and you were to be smoking cigarettes puffing the magic dragon dragon, (laughs) not washing your hands whatever right i would what would have to happen is i would have to face my own truth in this meaning understand what my standards are understand what's on my negotiables so what would be your truth let's do this so this is step number one for all of our listeners This is express your primary truth to your partner. What is my primary truth with that? When I see that happening... Well, first, let's talk about primary truth. What is primary truth Okay. So my primary truth is essentially like completely unfiltered. This is the truth that a lot of us actually bottle up and never really express to our partner. Mm -hmm. So in the highest level of, of saying that, my primary truth is this is what I feel at the deepest core of me that I'm afraid to bring up because if I were to actually say this, then that would like I wouldn't be able to hide behind anything that's completely unfiltered. 
Hey everyone, this is Alicia Romanowitz. I wanted to take a second and give a shout out to Alan and Amelia. I've been listening to Next Level University podcast um, for a while now, and I've also joined in on group coaching and book club, and I've gained so much value from these. And recently, I have started listening to the Conscious Couple podcast and then joined in on their their monthly meetups with relationship talks. And um, from here, my wife and I decided to jump on a call with them and we had a few questions. Um, this has just been a great experience. They not only provided us with some great tips and things to implement, they also got back with us and to check and see how we were doing. And that has just meant so much to my wife and I, and I just really wanted to give a shout out and thank them so much. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast or join in on the relationship talks, I highly recommend that. And also just jump on a call with them and get to know them a little bit better and just really lean into this resource. It's just been so valuable and I really appreciate it. So in other words, her primary truth might be uh, cigarettes are disgusting. And more importantly, what does this mean about your character? If you're willing to do something that you know is going to kill you yeah, and uh, the future legacy of our family. So there's, there, but, yes. but it's the objective truth. It's the unfiltered truth. It's the, listen, honestly, you're messing up. Informed. Truth. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of us, what we do, primary truth, secondary truth, tertiary truth, real quick. Primary truth is the unfiltered truth of what you really feel. Deepest root. The second secondary truth is what you've told yourself mm -hmm. like ah no it's not that big a deal it's just cigarettes no big deal mm -hmm. what right and then the third truth is what you want other people to think which is like what you tell others right which is um it's disgusting that's, it's, it's it, like that's gross that's a gross habit yeah that's you know? a gross ver that's Versus gross is the tertiary truth yes. the, the filtered truth yes the secondary truth is honestly that's a very un unintelligent decision and yeah. i can't believe my partner is this unintelligent right these are statistically going to kill you yeah and then the primary truth is what the actual f right that, are you doing i can't even believe i don't even know who you are anymore right that kind of thing exactly and so one is brutal truth for lack of better phrasing and i i don't want to call it brutal truth because you no. can overcorrect here it's and take truth. your primary truth and then overdo it and yeah. i've done that before because when you suppress 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 all of a sudden it all comes out in these weird icky volcano ways oh yeah uh but yeah okay so so yeah so so you walk in all right so this is the helplessness and i, I don't feel. smoke cigarettes by the way I think, you, <laughs> I think you'd be able to tell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for everyone listening, when you're in that state of helplessness, it could be a state, it could feel like a being, it could feel like a condition, right? And time is obviously a indicator to this. So Alan walks in, I probably feel some degree of helplessness in that moment. Now, how do we overcome this? We just talked about what are my standards? I know when I have to face my truth, my truth is I will not have a partner that smokes cigarettes because mm -hmm. the primary, the second, uh, the third, the tertiary And there's truth, a past in that where you had a partner yep. who smoked yep. and you now, know the before you and I met, you decided in advance that isn't something that is not. I am yep. not willing to tolerate that. Exactly. Okay. So 100%. I understand that on multiple different levels. So that how to overcome helplessness is to understand what your conditional support is with your relationship. I am willing to support Alan from afar if he has this addiction or challenge or whatever with cigarettes, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my boundaries, my values, my core beliefs, if that means that 
we have to be in a relationship while he's smoking. I'm just not going to do that. So number one, overcoming it is facing your standards while simultaneously, what type of conditional support do you want to bring in? Because a lot of people believe in unconditional love. And, and by conditional that, support, what she's referring to is I'm never going to be around you while you smoke. Never. And if you are going to smoke ever, I'm. you have to go to counseling, whatever it is. It's conditions that I won't I, be in a I relationship. I won't be in a relationship with you with unless someone. you are working on this right. and making actual progress in reasonable time. And again, these yes. lines get very blurry, but but go ahead, I love. don't blur. I personally don't blur them because well, not in this instance. No, love, but but like this is okay, a very with, extreme example. Yes, with yeah. everyone. Okay, so so number one, understand what the conditional support is that you want to give to your partner, right? This is as a result of, number two, expressing your primary truth to your partner. And then number three, ultimately, when it comes very down, like down to the wire, once you've expressed your truth, you've understood what, from a condition standpoint, you're willing to tolerate or work with or whatever, and likewise, what you're not willing to, then you lead by example. You make the decisions that are most beneficial to you because ultimately, going back to what I said earlier, you cannot do what your partner needs to do for themselves. And what you mean by lead by example is potentially leave. Yeah. And follow your word. Yeah. Of I told you that I was not going to tolerate this and so now I am going to file for divorce. Yeah. And then actually follow through and do that because otherwise it's empty threats and it's not actually going to And what's ironic about this love and this is what I've found with most of my clients, what's ironic is the partner doesn't change until after the person leaves. Right. And that's unfortunate, but that's how that humility comes in the humble pie of oh my god you actually left me right now i'm going to change and transform and then who knows maybe down the road you reconnect and no one smokes right, right. and again that example is an extreme example too right. same with the porn addiction and the sex addiction these are extreme examples right but the lines get really blurry when it's i watch too much tv or whatever right so <laughs> yeah. that's one of the reasons why i said what i said love is because yeah. you're like well i don't blur those lines at all it's like well i know not with smoking you don't because you've had true, to set true, that hard true, boundary true. but if you know yeah. if it's a movie or whatever Ever, right. You know, because everyone has these standards, but th there's some things that are negotiable and, and not as extreme as porn addiction or sex addiction or right. cigarettes. Right. We chose extreme ones to teach the lesson. Yeah. But the lesson here really is when you feel helpless, identify it mm -hmm. and then figure out what your truth is, express it and then eventually cut the cord if there's no progress. Yeah. You know, and if they're not putting in the work then they don't deserve to be with you. Yeah. And that's what I now believe is you don't deserve a magnificent relationship by default. We all have to earn it every day. Yeah. You know, the rent is due every day in our relationship love. So it, and that last thing I'll say, I think that a lot of people struggle with, with this because they have a belief that love is unconditional Yeah, and they struggle to subscribe to an alternative belief that it's actually very conditional. Love might be somewhat unconditional in the sense that I can love this partner from a distance. Yes. Not in a, but the relationship has conditions. Yes. And I think that's the disconnect people don't understand is being in a relationship with me, mm -hmm. an intimate relationship with me does have conditions. Yes. My love for you XYZ person yeah. is I still have love for one of my close friends growing up. Yeah. So much unconditional love for him, right. but 
the conditions of our friendship is you got to grow brother True. because I can't hang out with people who don't know anything and don't have any dreams and goals. And right. so I think that's the disconnect. Um, this was fire. Strong work. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we got to jump because I have a meeting in now. <laughs> um, so, uh, on December 8th. So this Thursday, if you're listening to this, it's Monday, mm-hmm. this Thursday, December 8th, 7 PM Eastern standard time. Emilia and I are trying to get these relationship talks, monthly events to be really, really, really valuable for everybody. This is a big one. How to not fight in your relationship. The idea here is every fight you have is like a Jenga tower. You're taking one of those blocks out every time you have a fight. Mm. And what we want to help you do is learn how not to fight. You can disagree. You can have a passionate discussion. You can, um, you know, drive to five on a certain thing that you disagree on and find an integrated normal or, or middle ground. But what we don't want you to do is storm out, yell, scream, fight, all that stuff. Emilia and I, three years in, we are very fortunate to say we've never fought before, which is mm-hmm. so amazing. And I I know that we're doing things behind the scenes, particularly you love, that are making sure that's the case. Emotional regulation, there's a bunch of stuff. So we have an event on how to not fight in your relationship. It can take 10 years to build a bridge and one day to burn the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. So be very, very careful. We don't want your Jenga tower to knock over. Mm-hmm. Join us. December 8th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for that event. And if you want one-on-one experience of really talking with someone who knows what they're talking about, completely safe, virtual, Alan and I make sure that we allocate 30 minutes on our calendar every single Saturday for our community members so that we can get to meet y'all so that whatever you're struggling with, we can help you through it on a more one-on-one accelerated pace. And honestly, it's been incredible to meet our community members. It's been incredible to meet people all over the world completely from like the comfort of your own home and the safety of that. It's been extraordinary. So we hope if you're struggling in anything, you leverage that. The link will be in the show notes and it's super easy to book. All you got to do is click that, find the time that's available that makes sense for you. And we'll be sitting here with our cup of tea just waiting to meet you. So hopefully we see you soon. And this was valuable to you. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, Saturday morning, hanging out. Also, the link to register for the event will be in the show notes as well. I forgot to mention that. One of my clients recently said, Alan, uh, I was on the phone with one of your other clients and she said... I really should book a relationships talks Aww. because me and my partner are going through some stuff. So Aww. super excited for, for her. And I, I said, yes, absolutely. Can't wait. So book that if you, if you just want to have a conversation about this stuff, yeah, you know, I know, and Kevin said this recently, my business partner, he said, Alan, not a lot of people have permission to talk about their goals and dreams with you. They always do. Not everyone has permission to talk about their relationship. Not everyone has permission to talk about the challenges in their relationship or the challenges of being single and lonely, whatever it is, conscious couple, conscious individual, conscious single, join us. Uh, We can't wait to meet you. Mm. And as always, it's not about me or you. It's about The the we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.